Hello, and welcome to the final installment of the six-part series about how to end overwhelm in your marketing department by implementing the Client Value Journey system. If you have finished this whole series with me and been on this journey with me the entire time, I applaud you. You are my new best friend. Thank you for listening to me ramble on about the Client Value Journey for six weeks. That's super impressive. Thank you for, for that. But... I did this for a reason. And the reason is, is I find so many founders coming to me just completely exhausted, throwing spaghetti at the wall, just putting out tons of content and not actually seeing the results that they want in their business, that the, the, the efforts that they're making for marketing is not turning into sales. And what I do for clients and what I help them do is craft this client value journey because this is the missing piece of the puzzle. Implementing the client value journey is the repeatable system that you can just have churning day in and day out, month after month, to make sure that your marketing funnel is always being filled and that those contacts are being funneled through um, that buying journey, getting warmed up getting that like, know, and trust factor and really preparing for them to become buying, purchasing customers for you. So I, I can't stress enough how this is just the backbone of all of the marketing that you do. And it's about how this process complements sales. And, you know, once you have this in place, your job becomes how to improve each conversion rate at each stage of this journey and how to just keep um, having a stronger connection between this marketing process and how it helps the sales team, if you have a sales team, or how it just converts into more revenue. So it is so important. Um, now we're on the last stage, which is advocate. How are we going to create advocates out of all of our past clients and the people that interact with our brand? A lot of the client value journeys, now I did not make up the concept of client value journey. You can Google it and there are plenty of versions of this. So this six steps journey is the one that I use for my own business and with my clients, I find it to be the most effective and the most kind of generally effective. Um, there are, you can Google it and you can find different sort of versions that maybe you like better to fit your business model. Um, but for me, this one works across the board on a lot of different verticals. I work in all different verticals with clients. And what I see from some of the client value journeys, other client value journeys out there is this missing piece of advocate. How are you going to get your clients to help fill the marketing funnel again? And the way we do that is to systemize the way that clients can help promote your product or service. Don't leave it to chance that they're just going to word of mouth and, and help you get more clients just by delivering a great experience. We can actually um, design a program that's going to help make it easier for them to share information about your company and be excited to refer you to friends. So let's start there. Referral program. Um, this is a way, this is a strategy that's used for converting, uh, getting some production out of the, the past clients. 
is if you have someone that already likes your product or service that you send an email to them after, you know, X amount of time of them being a customer of yours and offer some kind of benefit for sharing the business with their friends, family network, or across their social media platforms. So this is used all the time and it can be executed in a lot of different ways. But most recently, um, I'll use some non-girly examples, like I've been using so many girly examples through this, this whole um, series. So apologies for that. Some more sort of geared towards a general audience, we can look at Uber. Uber certainly does this, refer a friend and get a certain percentage off your next ride, right? So that's like you sending a special URL to a friend or family member, they sign up, they get a special discount. Um, and sometimes there's some models where whomever signs up gets a discount and the person referring gets a discount. So this is done in a clever way. I get ButcherBox to my house, which is like a organic meat service. And each month I get like a big delivery of like my month's worth of like organic chicken and all of these things. And they just sent me a text message like a couple of days ago saying, oh, well, if you share butcher box with a friend and they sign up and end up ordering a box, then that person will get $30 off of their purchase and you'll get $30 off of your next subscription. So this model is done all the time. And I encourage you to think of some innovative ways that you could possibly implement this into your business, right? Like a refer a friend kind of model because it is really effective and it's a way to activate your audience, people that already like, know, and trust you. And of course, if they're referring to friends that like, know, and trust them by association, you're already going to get much more like warmed up people potential clients coming into your world. And this is great because that's gonna shorten the sales cycle. Um, but if it doesn't make sense for your business, there's other ways that you can utilize past clients. So one way, of course, like very easy is to get reviews. So reviews are so effective for um, helping convert people that are thinking of buying your product or service. And it's that social proof, right? Um, you can, I mean, you see Amazon, it works really effectively. I know for me personally, when I'm looking on Amazon, I actually filter by star rating because there's, it's so overwhelming that I'm just like, let me cut out all the crap and just see like, well, which product, which one of these products are actually people liking. And um, this works across the board, right? For restaurants on Yelp or, uh, you know, that you can even put like quotes on your website it's really helpful and, and sort of, again, building that like, no, and trust factor. People are going to trust you more if there's reviews from real people saying how great you are. Um, and again, you can use those reviews at any stage of the buying journey too. And like get creative with how you use the reviews. You can put the reviews on your sales page. You can put the reviews in e your email um, communication. So like in your abandoned cart, for example, is a really great opportunity to put some reviews about like, you know, I see that you didn't follow through with your purchase. Like if you're having second thoughts on the product, like listen to what all of these people have to say about the product and how cool it is. So there's a lot of really great ways that you can utilize reviews. Another example of this is case studies. So if you're a B2B, case studies are incredibly effective. 
If you can get case studies from your current clients that are having great results, you can utilize that through your marketing communication, but also your sales team can use that on their demos or their sales calls. They can be sharing case studies on the call. And that's also going to be a great way of, you know, giving some social proof to these potential clients and, you know, helping put people at ease to make the actual purchase. Um, let's see if there's anyone else that I'm thinking of. Okay. So whether a client had a good or bad experience though, I suggest utilizing your past clients as much as possible. So surveys, right? Putting through surveys, even like getting on the phone with past clients, asking about how was the experience that they had in any point of interacting with your brand. So this can, so if you kind of put through surveys or get more curious with your past clients, that can inform so many things. It can inform your advertising messaging, your email copy, your, um, your lead magnet copy and what you're actually giving away there. You can deeply, in a more deeper way, understand the pain points of your client. You can improve the delight experience and how you actually deliver the product. And so a lot of people sort of forget about their clients once that purchase is made or once that service is complete. But your past clients is just this huge like reservoir of really great sales and marketing information that I think not enough businesses tap into. So please stay conscious of communicating with your past clients, right? Because you're never, what you don't want is someone to be dissatisfied in some way and never know, or to put like terrible reviews across the internet about your, your business, have conversations or, or give them a way to express themselves to you in a way that you control. So that could be really like follow-up email and like, how was your experience? Or what I think is even nice is like incentivizing people where it's like, oh, if you fill out this survey, you'll get 20% off your next purchase, for example, because people's time is precious and there's a lot of brands and things pulling, you know, individuals in every different direction. So again, you could, you could actually um, implant a little delight piece by giving, you know, those past clients a little extra, a little something, a little surprise, a little delight thing for helping you out by filling out a survey. You know, being gracious to your clients at every step of the game is, is just so important for developing those genuine relationships and understanding the needs of your clients so you can improve everything that you do in the future. So that's Advocate. And this will conclude our six-part series on the client value journey. But I wanna leave you with one important message. So we've laid out six steps of the client value journey. We have, I'm looking at my notes here, we've got, of course, awareness, how people become aware of your brand engage how are we bringing people into our world and and encouraging them to exchange their email address for something in return that adds value to their lives so we can continue the conversation with them then we're going to nurture that client that that email that we have or our follower our followership on social media or what have you we're going to nurture them by always giving added value content 
where and and where we're able to kind of deliver this value content, but then stay on top of mind for customers so they don't forget about us or our business. So when they are ready to buy, they will buy with us. Then we have the fourth step, which is invite, right? So we want to be making at least once a quarter a bigger push to kind of inspire um, people to actually take action and make the purchase or book that demo or that call with their sales team. And we're going to do that in a creative campaign in a little bit more of an obvious way than just putting through useful content. Then we're going to deliver that experience to them, whether it's their sales call or a demo or a product that they bought. The experience of, of receiving that, the client is going to be delighted and surprised and overjoyed by the experience they have with your brand. Because if you're not aiming for excellence in that part of your business, then like don't be in business because we create businesses to help people and add value to their lives. And you want to do, you want to be providing the best possible product and service that you can. And the last piece that we spoke about today is advocate. So we have these six pieces. And what I want you to do now is create a six boxes, one, two, three, four, five, six underneath each other with an arrow going between each. And I want you to put the name of each one of the steps of the value journey in those boxes. And then I want you to put down the conversion rate for each one of these steps. Now, maybe you don't have that down now, but this is what you should be aiming to do, to be understanding how those awareness tactics are performing very easily so is your website traffic. So how are you gaining more and more and more website traffic each month? This is a really metric, easy metric to look at with your Google Analytics setup and your Google Analytics should be set up, it's important. Then we wanna say out of all of that website traffic, how, what percentage of new email addresses am I getting per month? And then that will inform us on what the conversion rate is of getting those emails, right? Then we wanna be looking at, especially our delight, right? Uh, sorry, our invite. So we're inviting people and we're constantly telling them to buy or purchase our thing. So out of the amount of emails that we send, right? Um, how many people are taking action on that email and actually purchasing? Or we look at the website traffic and we say out of that whole total amount of website traffic, how many people are actually making that purchase? So each step of the game, each step of the way, we can put a number, a percentage, a tactical piece of data in between each stage. And what we want to do is be able to, um, uh, we want to be able to monitor that and then play with that. We experiment, we get more creative and we, our job becomes now nothing more than increasing the conversion rate of your client value journey right? The amount of traffic to your website, but not only that, how much that percentage that buy, how many people on your email list? Okay. But now we have to think what's the conversion rate of the email? How many people open it? How many people take action? We can affect change there. You know, how many people, how many abandoned carts do you have? Right? People aren't completing their purchases. We look at that conversion rate. We can improve that. So when you have all this laid out, the job becomes really simple. It becomes just improving the things that you can improve. And you have to do it in this order. Because if you don't have, you know, if you have like crummy website traffic, it's not going to be 
useful to spend all of your time improving, you know, the abandoned cart because maybe you don't have enough data to know like whether that emit like whether improving the process flow of your checkout is actually going to do anything. You want to make sure you have a good amount of data and that you're getting a good amount of new clients into your website, what new website traffic a month. And then, um, and then fix that problem. Once that problem's fixed and you feel confident with the amount of, of flow that you're getting in the aware phase, then you can move on to the next one. All right, we've got all this. Now we, okay, before we kind of worry about the checkout, let's figure out how we can get more emails, right? So it's, it's a step-by-step process and it goes in order. And you should be working on each piece part by part, right? Step by step. If you need help figuring that this out for your business, you are welcome to book a client value journey workshop with me where we will sit down for three hours, go through all of these steps of the puzzle. I will tell you exactly what to implement in your business, what makes sense for your business. And in my experience, what converts best for your particular vertical. We'll leave you with your action plan. I'll leave you with a sample budget and all of the context that I use to execute each part of this client value journey. Um, If you feel like that is something that's going to get your business to the next level, I would love to help you. Um, And you can go ahead and get all the details there at uglyventures, U-G-L-I ventures.com under services. And you can read about all the ways that I can help you with this client value journey and executing your marketing department as a fractional chief marketing officer. I hope that this series was helpful to you. I hope that it makes a little bit more sense breaking it down by piece by piece and that you don't feel overwhelmed. It is a lot, but once everything is on paper and you've decided the specific actions you want to do for each part of the client value journey at each step, once it's down on paper, it is, it is, I promise you so simple because each month, each quarter, each year, you're just repeating the same actions. Remember what I said about consistency. You want to be doing the same actions and your job just becomes doing those same actions better and better and better and better, more creatively with copy or visuals or whatever that converts better. And it's not about trying new strategies every second. It's about sticking to some the, the things that are going to connect with your core client avatar and just doing it better and better. So thank you for staying with me this whole time. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate you as audience and I hope that I'm adding value to your lives. I can't wait to see you back here next week for the next episode of Marketing for Startups show where we're going to be digging into the tactical pieces on how to execute the different parts of the client value journey. So we're going to be talking about talking with a web design expert. We're going to be talking to a copywriter. We're talking about SEO expert and they're going to tell us all of the nuts and bolts that go behind executing these different parts of the client value journey in an effective way. And we'll pull the curtain back a little bit on those processes. So thank you again for listening. And I can't wait to see you back here next week.